Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. And hello, hello everyone out there in the big world. This is Helena, Helena Steiner-Hornstein, talking to you again from sunny Florida on the East Coast. With me today I have a guest. She is uh, specializing in age, I would say, in getting younger and making ourselves look and feel younger. And uh, she has a company, I believe it was a website and a book, and it's called Aging Backwards. And I have you with me on the other line, and I believe you are in uh, on the west coast of Florida, aren't you? Yes, I'm on the west coast of Florida. Yeah, And this is Jackie Silver. Hello, Jackie Silver. Thank you for coming with me today. Well, thank you for having me. That's great. So what does it mean, aging backwards? Well, aging backwards is just what the name implies getting younger in mind, body, and spirit by incorporating a lot of little habits that are very easy to incorporate into your life that add up to big results. And, uh, well, that's fantastic. And, you know, I am myself uh, <clears throat> in an age group that I feel now is the time when I do need help, please. <laughs> and, of course, <laughs> just like you, if if you go into the liquor store, sometimes you say you have been carded, which for people out in the world, you don't know what that means. It means that you have to show an ID that you actually are over. What is the drinking age? 21 in America? Um, I think it varies, but 21 in most places. Yeah, because, you know, in Europe, I think it's 16. So uh, they do not see maybe the charm in it the same way we do. So, um, and if I wear my little, you know, cap and everything and wear shorts and I come in and I'm on my way home from the beach, I have actually been asked, you know, are you old enough? (laughs) (laughs) And it makes you feel really good, (laughs) I must say. Exactly. So, um, why did you start a company called Aging Backwards? Well, you know, everybody always comes to me, my friends and my relatives, and they're always asking me, what do I do about this or what do I do about that? I guess I just kind of, because I've always been interested in looking and feeling my best, they always think that I'm the expert on it. So I thought, well, if everybody wants to know and they think I have this information, then obviously I should try to help more people in a wider audience and give out this information. So I made it my life's mission to get this information out to the world. This is great. Were you young or were you a little so-called older, more mature when you started this company? Oh, no, I just started this company in 2006. And we can say, since you advertise your age, how old are you now, Jackie? I'm almost 50. That's fantastic. It's now is the time when life starts. <laughs> right. Women after 50 have the power. They have the money. They have the wisdom. And I notice now that uh, so much out there is beginning to focus on women over 50. I noticed that, too. It's almost like a yeah. tide turning, isn't it? Yes, it really is. Before, you were kind of not attractive or no one cared about you once you turned 50. Now, everyone wants your business. <laughs> so, um, 
uh, also, uh, now, I'm going to ask people out there to bring out paper and, and pens to make notes, because I might ask some questions that are kind of good, uh, because I want to know. So, uh, but before we do that, before you get your pens out, what is the most com- common complaint that you hear from people about aging? Well, what is the, mo- the most? The most common complaint I hear from women is, what do I do about wrinkles? And I tell them about these little patches. They're called frownies, and they've been around for a very long time. They're the best-kept Hollywood secret, and they're little patches that you wear while you sleep, and they retrain the muscle underneath to lay flat. And they're 14 cents each, so you can forget about expensive surgeries and injections. And um, if you, they're available at some stores, no matter where you live, but you can go to frownies.com to find out about them. But I like to where, try where, things. Where, okay, where can we go again to get these little patches called phonies again? Fr- frownies.com. Frownies, okay. Right. You spell that F-R-O-W-N-I-E-S.com. Okay, you're here. I'm curious. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> well, you know, I like to start with the most natural uh, diag- you know, the most natural method, and then we go from there. So if somebody yeah. tries that and they feel like they need a little bit something more, then they could maybe see their doctor and get a little injection or something. But uh-huh. I always try with the least invasive and go further, you know, depending on what's needed. So, you know, try the frownies, and if that yeah. doesn't and work. Frownies is on your face, really, isn't it? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And that, oh, that ri- most wrinkles, most wrinkle complaints are about the face. Uh huh. Yeah. Of course. It's, uh, and uh, now, uh, what should we eat? And is there some kind of miracle food we should <laughs> get to ourselves? <laughs> well, the miracle food is called vegetables, <laughs> and. Um, I have sort of like my simple aging backwards eating plan that I like to say, if you do this, just change your diet to this. It may not be the healthiest diet in the world, but it certainly is the easiest, and you would have to lose weight. And it's supersize your veggies and half-size everything else. So if you cut all your portions in half and doubled your vegetables, if you have weight to lose, you will lose weight. If you're trying to maintain just double your vegetables, and then you'll just be healthier. Yeah, and I understand you had some weight problems in the past. Is that well, I was, well, I was obese as a child. I've battled my weight my entire life. Ah, so that uh, has made you actually go into the dieting in a reasonable way, you know, with the vegetables and so on. And you have noticed that the vegetables not only made you thinner, and and, uh, it also made you look younger. Exactly. I mean, there's really, you know, there's there's almost nothing healthier on the planet than vegetables and some fruits, you know, the, the dark, dark acai berry and blueberry and some of those dark fruits. So I just really started incorporating a lot of fruits and vegetables into my diet and of course i'm a lifetime member of weight watchers and some other diet programs i've tried every diet known to man even a few that i made up myself and now at this point in my life i don't have to diet i just maintain my weight by eating a lot of vegetables small portions of protein and some you know multi-grains 
and exercise. Exercise is the fountain of youth. Yeah. Do you have any very good tricks? You know, I'm not into exercise. I walk probably four miles a day, and I do that religiously. But I don't like the exercises. But are there any kind of good exercises you can explain to us? Well, one of the exercise um, programs that I really, really like a lot is called The Firm, F-I-R-M. And you see their videos all over. They have them in Target and many, many other stores. They have them online. And The Firm is a group of girls, women in South Carolina who really have gotten it down to a science. Their workouts are fun, but they're also the right type of workout, which is called interval type of workout, where you get your heart rate up and then you recover, and then you get your heart rate up again and you recover, while also incorporating weights. Every year after 40, we lose 10% muscle, I mean 1% muscle mass, so by 50, you could lose 10% muscle mass if you didn't do weight training. So, um, of course, you know, adding to that yoga and Pilates and the exercises that are good for your mind and soul as well, and you've got a well-rounded program that's fun and rewarding. Yeah. So um, uh, these are what we call uh, uh, free tips that you can bring us. And uh, anything else you want to explain to us about how to really the food and, and the drink and everything. What does coffee do to us? Well, you know, coffee has gotten a bad reputation, but actually scientists have found out that coffee is filled with antioxidants. And also there was a study done not too long ago that said that people who drink coffee actually cut the risk of Alzheimer's disease. So unless your doctor tells you that you should avoid caffeine, and you and you know for health reasons, then there's nothing wrong with having coffee in in your in your day. So it's actually you, the caffeine that cuts down the, the risk on Alzheimer's, is it? You know, I really don't know, but I'm just uh, suggesting that if a doctor advises somebody not to have caffeine, then they wouldn't be able to have coffee in their diet. Maybe yeah. they could have decaf. I'm not sure which part of the coffee bean is the uh, cuts the risk of Alzheimer's, but I do know that that is a statistic that's out there. And, of course, green tea is just so good for you. And studies show, you know, five or six cups of green tea a day is very beneficial for your health. Dark chocolate is it sort of sounds like an oxymoron, but they're saying that dark chocolate can actually help with type 2 diabetes. It sounds strange, but of course you want to get a you know special type of dark chocolate that doesn't have sugar yeah. in it. Yeah, and, and it um, does, you know, chocolate is kind of bitter in many ways. It doesn't have that sugar in it. Well, what I do is I put a little, I get a like kind of a double whammy. I put a little bit of dark cocoa powder into my coffee in the morning. So I'm getting double the antioxidants. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you really make it a good cup of coffee. Yeah. So um, uh, now where can you wrote the book? You've written several books. Do you want to mention to our audience where they can get your books? And I would love to like actually. I only really have the one book so far, and it's called okay. Aging Backwards: Secrets to Staying Young. And it's available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Target.com, and also I sell it at my own website if you want an autographed copy, and that would be AgingBackwards.com. Oh, okay. Great. 
And, of course, they can go to your website, which is, and you can mention that one, too, yes, as well. So, Jackie? Uh-huh, agingbackwards.com. Good. And I'm again with Jackie Silver. We're talking about staying young and and uh, to to actually age backwards. So do you have any, I see also you mentioned uh, a super fruit or super fruits that we should uh, go to and kind of take to feel better and younger and so on. Well, that just goes back to incorporating, you know, the dark fruits and the dark vegetables into your diet. A lot of a lot of the older diets and so-called experts back, you know, 10, 20 years ago, they told us, oh, fruit is fattening and you shouldn't eat it. Mm-hmm. You know, fruit is just a wonderful source of nutrition for us. And adding in blueberries and strawberries and acai berry and all the dark red and purple fruits is is a wonderful idea in moderation you know i think one of the things that people forget is that portion control is very important the only time you don't need to be concerned with portion control is if you're talking about dark leafy greens for example spinach you could never od or have a too big of a portion of spinach unless your stomach just couldn't handle it you're not going to get you know t- too many calories with you know raw spinach and raw uh, cabbage and, you know, the dark purple cabbage and some of those. So that's why when you go on some of these diet programs, which I do recommend getting involved in a diet program, because when you have to be accountable to somebody like a counselor or, you know, a doctor, then you tend to stick to it better. But uh, that's why they always say that vegetables are unlimited. You can have as much as you want in the vegetable department, depending on which ones you choose. Peas, for example, are a starch, so they're not really, really an unlimited vegetable. Same as corn. Corn is a starch. Yeah. And, uh, for instance, I look at, I have a thing about green uh, greens. I need greens myself every day, and for breakfast I actually have a plate of whatever green that is, and it's usually broccoli if I'm home, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is of course the, you cannot get that in a hotel. Um, but um, sorry, I have AOL trying to hijack me. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> well, I will tell you a great little recipe that I can tell you in a minute that I think your listeners would love. Huh? Yes. You you buy kale, cut up kale, yes, and wash it thoroughly because kale is usually kind of muddy and gritty. Wash it very thoroughly, and then you can lightly spray it with olive oil spray, and grind a tiny little bit of sea salt on it. Put it in the broiler and broil the kale until they become like chips. You don't want to burn them, and they do have like they will suddenly start to burn, so you have to watch them closely. But as soon as they start to brown a little bit, you take them out and you have kale chips that are like the most delicious thing ever. They're better than potato chips. My son always, even as a small child, I would make them for him. He would beg me, can I have some kale chips? I mean, what kind of food that's so good for you can you get children to beg you for? That sounds absolutely fantastic. You know, I eat kale almost just about every day and of course it has a different flavor when it's organic it's much more has more flavor to it and um, I didn't know about this recipe this sounds fantastic 
Well, it's so, so easy. Um, and, you know, kale, when it's raw, is chewy kind of. You know, the, the yes, stems are kind of chewy. So when you make them into kale chips, it's kind of easier to chew. And um, it, it, it definitely I recommend organic because studies have shown that organic produce has 40% more antioxidants than conventionally grown produce, not to mention none of the pesticides. Wow, that's a, an incredible difference. And, of course, when I grow kale myself, when I'm in Sweden in the summer, I, I notice kale can stay way into November. It, it handles the cold very well. And also you can keep it in the refrigerator for a long, long time. Right. Whereas if I buy it in the store, it doesn't stay very long. You know, right. It turns yellow very, very quickly. But it is a fantastic vegetable, and, and I, I'm crazy about it. And as you know, served kale just steamed at dinner parties, and people have asked me, what is this? This is so good. And then they have run to drugs, to to supermarket to buy kale and cooked it, but it didn't get the same effect because it wasn't organic, number right. one. Right. And they overcooked it, number two. <laughs> right. It is a delicate balance. But try yeah. a kale chips. You'll be thanking me. Yeah, I, I'm going to try it today, right after the show, you know, for lunch. <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to because it's so delicious. Yeah, and a few weeks ago I had another lady tell me about another recipe about kale, and I think it was just to melt down kale with red onion, you know, slowly, and, mm -hmm. uh, and that was also delicious, and I haven't had time to try that yet. Now, um, for women on the go, what do you recommend that we do? to stay young, to stay, well, to stay attractive. You know, nowadays all women are on the go. <laughs> and yeah. so I say, you know, there are so many little secrets and tips. Here's one, for example. I'm always on the go, and I work 24-7, and I'm a single mother, and I still manage to, you know, stay young, exercise, eat, and do all these different things, eat healthy. I'm not any better or any different than anybody else. It's just that I know a lot of secrets, tips, and shortcuts. And here's one of them. I keep raw almonds in my car because raw almonds are a perfect little snack. If you let yourself go too long without eating, then you get too hungry and you start eating everything in sight. But if you're in your car and you find that you don't, you know, you're hungry, instead of going through a fast food drive-in drive and getting something terrible, if you keep almonds and eat, you know, a little handful, six or seven almonds, then you are staving off that excess hunger, getting good nutrition, and almonds are also good for your nails. So if you have chips or chipped or brittle nails, almonds are excellent for that. They're good for your skin. They're good for your heart. They're a wonderful snack. So I keep That's almonds good. with me in my car. Are these almonds already skinned, or are they? You have them brown with the skin on. I just buy the just regular raw organic almonds with skin on. I, I'm assuming that some of the nutrients would be in the skin. I try to always eat the skin of everything I eat, except for banana. <laughs> I don't eat the banana peel. <laughs> I have never heard a recipe with, you know, including the banana peel yet. No, and I don't eat the banana peel, but I do eat the skin of a baked potato. In fact, when yeah, I have a so baked potato... I. I don't even eat the inside of the baked potato. I scoop out all the starchy part and I throw it away. And I just eat the skin and put a little bit of Greek yogurt on it and some chives. It's delicious. Yeah, Potatoes, of course, me being Swedish, I'm sure you wondered why I had this accent, but I'm <laughs> Swedish. 
And uh, in Sweden, we eat potatoes. We can have potatoes with eggs in the morning, and we can have potatoes with whatever we have for lunch, and then we have potatoes again in the, in the, in the evening. So we love potatoes. And potatoes in Europe, and particularly in Northern Europe, are absolutely delicious. You know, they taste so different. Mm. They have a flavor that goes so well with a little butter or whatever you, salad you have with it. Mm-hmm. It, it's so different from what you see here. Here the potatoes are very pretty. You know, they look so good. You can always put them in a bowl, you know, and right. say, look at these beautiful potatoes. <laughs> and they're clean and they're washed. In Europe they come with dirt on them, and you have right. to kind of uh, wash them before you do anything else. But they have a flavor that is so nice. So when I'm in Europe, I eat potatoes. Oh, well, I never eat French fries, and even in Europe, I don't know if it's because scientists have found that the starch in a potato, when it's heated to a certain high heat, turns carcinogenic. And so French fries are pretty much off limits. I think maybe I eat two or three French fries a year just to get a little, you know, the flavor because I love French fries, but I just know I can't eat them. Yeah, it's it's junk food. I never feel good from it, but I love them. I. If I go on a kind of junky food, which I'm not really, but occasionally I can have go for that and have a Danish right. and a French fries and everything. I think you know, I should have fun. <laughs> it's, and exactly. It's everything in moderation. And one thing about aging backwards that's one of the biggest aspects is to reduce your stress. So if you're going to stress out because you ate two or three French fries, then that's not conducive to aging backwards. And I want to... Since we're talking about stress, I want to tell you a really great, important tip that I have. I carry those little squishy earplugs with me wherever I go. You know the kind you can buy at the drugstore for a dollar or two? Yes. And people say to me, well, I have my iPod, but it's different than blasting music into your head. When you put in these squishy earplugs, you block out the chaos around you. And not only that... But because they fit so snugly in your ears, they make your breathing sound really loud in your ears. And focusing on your breathing is a meditation technique. So not only are you blocking out the chaos, but if you take a few deep breaths and you really focus on your breathing, then you really start to relax instantly. And it doesn't matter where you are. You could be in the middle of a rock concert and still relax yourself. Yeah, so um, a, a thought just came to me, and it was that it's almost like I picked up on someone's thought in, in Europe or in Sweden, and they wondered what is kale, which we in English spell K-A-L-E. It is grön kål. It's cabbage, green cabbage. You know, they call it in Sweden or in Finland and, you know, Norway oh, and so on. okay. They call it green cabbage. And the what we call cabbage in the head, we call that white cabbage. Oh. <laughs> which is well, great food, by the way. So, which one? Um, uh, the white cabbage. Mm-hmm. It's great what you can do it. And Russians, I've been in Russia a lot, and I don't know why I come up with this, but for Americans, it's uh, a very cheap uh, and delicious food if you treat it right. And Russians who have had such bad times with everything else and Poles and the Estonians and everything else, they have used cabbage and they have sliced it, you know, very, very thin and then had it in in a frying pan with a little oil and butter mixed and 
and cooked it very well, melted it down probably for an hour or two and salted and everything and spiced it up. It's been the most delicious food you can imagine. And you wouldn't imagine it actually was cabbage when you ended with it. Oh, well, really, I love cabbage. So I, you know, to me, I just think it's delicious. And, and you know, I love coleslaw, but, of course, commercially made coleslaw is very fattening because they put a lot of mayonnaise. And so I just get shredded cabbage and some shredded carrot, and I get some nice organic dressing that doesn't have a lot of fat, and I make my own coleslaw, and it's delicious. You can put it on sandwiches or you can use it on top of chicken, anything. I put it... Eat it plain. I eat, I'll eat my own homemade coleslaw for a snack. That's good. And I saw somewhere that you wrote something called a fake workout. What is a fake workout? Oh no! What I what I wrote was, you know, even I don't feel like working out sometimes, and I love to work out. So what I said was, you can just get yourself started and fake it. Get in your little outfit and fake the workout. And once you fake it for about five minutes. It's kind of like walking or running. Once you get started, you can get into it and get your energy. Very good. Okay. So now let's say we have a young bride here, and she wants to stay young and attractive for her new husband for as long as possible. What would you recommend to tell her? Well, I would have to say that the top tips for staying young and beautiful forever are, number one, exercise is the fountain of youth. And if you hate it, you just have to change your thinking and start loving it. And everybody has 20 minutes in their day somewhere that they could find to exercise. The second would be to supersize your veggies and half-size everything else. Reduce your stress. Get seven to eight hours of sleep. And then the last one, which is my favorite, is that studies show that people who volunteer on a regular basis are the healthiest and live the longest. So giving back and not just writing a check to charity, but hands-on volunteering. Yeah, and you see that particularly in America. In some countries you don't have that, but here in America it's so fantastic that uh, you can go to hospitals and you can go to many places, charitable organizations, and just ask to help out. Which See, America's not all bad. <laughs> America, you know, I love America. <laughs> of course, I um, love my old home country, too, which is Sweden. But, you know, I couldn't handle Sweden to live there. Why? Because it's so dark and so cold. Mm-hmm. in the winter. Now, of course, with the warming trend in the world, we don't see the cold weather the same way, but still kind of chilly-ish all the time, most of the time, I would mm-hmm. say. And mm-hmm. then you have it so dark. Now, in America, you can choose where you live. You can live in the south and you can live in the north. Right. I have chosen to live in the south. Of course, I met a husband years ago, so the choice was very easy. Where, <laughs> where do you live? Chosen. I live in Miami. Oh, I, and I grew up in Miami. Oh, you did? Yeah. So uh, you have the mentality of smiling, I'm sure. <laughs> I he do, as a matter of fact. Yeah. My nickname as a little girl was Smiley. My son told me I even smile when I'm sleeping. Yes. You see, isn't that nice? Isn't that something we should all pick up uh, <laughs> on to to smile? 
And that is in some colder and darker countries, it's kind of suspicion. I'm suspicious to do so. And I'm sure people don't mind, you know, Scandinavia if I say so. But <laughs> if I walk around with a smile on my face, they wonder what I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. And you know what? Yeah. Smiling is an aging backwards tip because if you're smiling, you can't be frowning at the same time. That's very true. No, it's very nice. You uh, you really lift up your whole moods, and I do smile. You know, we have the choice not to smile and to smile, and I always say it's up in your choice what where you're going to be. And you know what? Scientists did a study, and they found that even if you fake a smile, speaking of faking things that we talked about earlier, even if you fake a smile, you can actually trick your brain into releasing the happy hormones and you can actually make yourself happier even when you're faking a smile. That's very good. You know, I think and I hope everyone makes a note out of that. Fake a smile, you know, uh, it, it, uh, it, it pays off. Right. And I see you have a list here also where you say, yes, be a volunteer. And then you say also to laugh. Is, uh, can you explain that a little bit more? Well, that goes along with that. yeah, that goes along with the same thing as smiling because when you laugh, your brain releases the feel-good hormones into your body, and it just makes you feel better. And it, it's it's sort of like um, a, a domino effect. You know, you you feel better, so then you laugh more, so then you feel better, and then you laugh more, and pretty soon you're just happy all the time. Yeah, it's a habit. You know, everything is a habit. Well, that's exactly what Aging Backwards is. It's incorporating little habits that are so easy, but you just incorporate them into your life, and they add up to big results. Yeah, that's great. And then to meditate, and of course, I am in meditation all the time uh, when I work, and you know that's what I do and specialize in. And then I work with what I call the white light energy in in the meditation. And I think that's why people say you look good, you know, and particularly, and I can say that to everyone out there too, when you bring in the white light and when you meditate, you are lifting yourself to up to another level. And people really say I look better in the after a working day than I do before I started. Mm, mm-hmm. Anything else you want to add about the meditation, Jackie? Well, I don't have any formal training in meditation, but I do a lot of my own meditation where I just, you know, totally get quiet and put my earplugs in and just listen to my breathing and just, you know, get into a relaxed state. And it really does help me to, you know, ease stress and also open my mind to bringing in new ideas and 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 a new way of thinking. So I do a lot of meditation because I'm all about creating new ideas and relaxing and being stress-free even in the middle of chaos. I, I'm on a lot of airplanes, and so those those earplugs come in very handy for me. Yeah. And, of course, I think the stress before you get, I have this time stress. I don't have stress much, you know. I, I kind of forget it. But on my way to the airport, <laughs> And, and I'm sitting in a traffic jam, I am stressed out. <laughs> well, you know what? That's why I never let myself get there. I always yeah. leave two hours, 
to, to get to, you know, I want to be at the airport two hours before my flight. I take my computer or a book to read, and that way I don't have that kind of stress. And, you know, if, if I'm, I, I, I don't depend on other people so much because I know I'm dependable. And so if you have people in your life who are not dependable and they're stressing you out, then you have to take charge of whatever the situation is. If, if I were to be ready to go to the airport and somebody that I'm going to the airport with is making me late, I would say, you know what, I'm going to take a cab and you just drive yourself over there. I'm not going to give up my serenity for somebody else, for somebody else's, you know, bad habits. I do the same. I really I'm there on time, but there are times when you are delayed because you have had a speaking engagement or something, and you were delayed for various reasons, and then you sit there. So, uh, but take time. So don't allow that stress factor to come into your life. And then you have very correctly so skip the sodas. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> well, you know, even the diet sodas. In fact, you're almost better off having a regular soda if you're going to have that soda. Yeah. And, and certain sodas, you can read the labels, certain sodas have an ingredient in them called sodium benzoate, which is a preservative that actually inactivates your DNA. Now, I'm not a scientist or a doctor, but I sure know that inactivating your DNA cannot be a good thing, and it certainly can't make you any younger. In fact, it's your DNA uh, you know, being preserved that keeps you young. So if you read the label on sodas and you see sodium benzoate, it's also present in a lot of um, salad dressings, some frozen food, packaged foods, pickles, olives, capers. A lot of you know, preserved products have sodium benzoate in them, and you should read the label and avoid that. Yeah, that's uh, going back on the whole to read labels. It's amazing how um, we have hidden substance in so many of our foods and i remember once i was going to buy salt and it actually also had sugar in it salt with sugar <laughs> that's pretty funny yes, in it to <laughs> fill up somehow it, it, uh, it, mm. it, it, it well, if it was fruit sugar i don't know but it was a sugar that they also had in the salt this was a long time ago this was when i first came to america probably mm-hmm. oh, 35 years ago so but uh, well, the doctors say that overeating sugar, uh, it's a long scientific explanation, but overeating sugar changes your type, your young type of collagen to the old type of collagen. Your collagen changes as you age, where the skin gets thinner and the collagen doesn't replenish as quickly. Uh-huh. And overeating sugar changes your young collagen to the older type of collagen. So oh, that's really? what goes, yes, that goes back to everything in moderation. Yeah, yeah. So a little bit of sugar, a little bit of that little dessert is okay, probably. But oh, uh, yeah, a little, a little bit of everything, unless your doctor tells you not to have any. You know, you go by what your doctor says first. Yeah. But you know, you can also use your common sense, right? Yeah, we should do though. And I think also our intuitive feelings uh, that uh, you know, I was given some calcium tablets by my doctor because, you know, I'm skinny and so on. <laughs> so they felt that. And I was started to take those calcium tablets, and I didn't feel right about it. And I felt, no, 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 I don't like this. It doesn't feel right. And then after some time, you know, I just stopped, stopped them, and I felt probably even better from it. And then I looked again what they had in those calcium tablets, 
And do you know they had aspartame in them? Oh, my gosh. Aspartame is sugar, you know, a worse kind of artificial sweetness. How can they do that, you know? And uh, that is particularly what you have in the diet drinks, you know, the aspartame, and that's, uh, you know, not good for us. So, of Absolutely. course, I threw the rest of those tablets away and instead get my um, calcium out of the food. I can't believe they would put that in a calcium tablet. That's so ridiculous. Yeah. And, and you know, don't get me started on that kind of thing. But, you know, <laughs> exercise is the fountain of youth. And if you exercise, I've been exercising since I was 17, and we all know that I'm about to turn 50. The only time I didn't exercise was six weeks when I had a C-section when my son was born. And even then, I started earlier than my doctor approved, but I couldn't wait. And because I've been exercising steadily for so many years, I recently had a, a doctor's checkup, and she told me that I had the bones of a 25-year-old. Wonderful. And she said, "What? why do you think that is? And I said, exercise. And she said, oh, definitely. Because she didn't know, you know, what my lifestyle was like. She she knew she, that she drew blood. And she was wondering how on earth could I have the bones of a 25-year-old. And I said, because studies showed it, that exercising increases your bone density. That's great. Okay, let us mention your new book again. It's Aging Backwards. Secrets to Staying Young, and it's filled with all kinds of wonderful secrets and tips and shortcuts. I also have my story of how I'm defying my genetics. I was obese as a child and battled my weight my whole life. My father had high blood pressure, high cholesterol. He died of a heart attack at 49, and he was a cardiologist. So my my book, yeah, my book talks, I have some funny stories in there, and I also have some quotes from some of the industry's top experts from personal interviews, so you won't hear those quotes anywhere else. And my book is available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Target.com, and if you want to get an autographed copy, it's AgingBackwards.com. Great. And you were before, um, you had your own TV show. Was that in, in Florida? Well, actually, what I do is I have my own segment, even now. It's a syndicated show called Daytime, and it's in 90 cities. I I wouldn't even have time to name them all, even if I could, but it's called Daytime. So, you know, you can look up in your local listings. It might be in your city. And um, I do the Aging Backwards segments on that TV show. And I'm also a radio beauty editor in Tampa Bay, Florida, on Mix 100.7, Nancy and Chris Mornings, and I do Beauty School Wednesday. Well, that's great. Do you have any good recommendations for certain, uh, certain questions that are coming in, I'm sure, a little bit more often? Which ones are they, and what are your recommendations? Well, you know, I spoke earlier that a lot of people ask me about wrinkles, and I would say that for the men, the number one question I get is what to do about hair loss, because that's usually the first thing men complain about. And they can actually get men's Rogaine foam. It works in 85% of the men who use it every day, and it's super easy to use. It's like using hair mousse. It's faster than brushing their teeth, and it only costs about 55 cents a day men's Rogaine foam. And the good thing about it, too, is that it also helps keep the hair they still have from falling out. So if there are any men listening or the wives whose husbands are losing their hair, then they can get them some men's Rogaine foam. It really works. 
And for the younger women, and actually all ages, the next most important question I get is what to do about cellulite because that is a tough problem that women of all ages, it can start as early as 15. And there is a new product that actually works to get rid of cellulite. It's called Celluline, C-E-L-L-U-L-E-A-N. And Celluline is a gel that contains a special ingredient that doctors have found really works to smooth down the lumps and bumps of cellulite. And I can attest to it because I've tried it, and it definitely works. And they can check it out at Celluline.com. So that is something that most women complain about because cellulite affects up to 90% of women of all ages. Yeah, I know. And uh, where do they get it except for at celluline.com? That's website? the only place I know of so oh, far. Okay. okay. I thought you can get it at your local drugstore. But... Mm, <laughs> it may be, but, the only, but you know, you can always go straight to the websites and then get all the information there. But uh, it's been tested and it's perfectly safe. And you just rub it on twice a day and the cellulite disappears. That's fantastic. It really does. Many times you hear that and... They say, oh, you have to try it for about six months, and maybe you have a result. But this isn't pretty fast, is it? It is pretty fast. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was skeptical too, and I used yeah. it for just maybe two or three weeks, and I noticed a difference. It was amazing. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, um, what about women? If they, you know, I see women who lose their hair with uh, time. What should they use? Well, women is can anything? get women's Rogaine. They don't want to use men's Rogaine. I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah. there are certain, it has to do with, um, you know, the different hormones that men and women have. So men don't want to use the women's and women only want to use the women's. So men use men's Rogaine, women's use, women use women's Rogaine. Yeah, I'm glad I asked. Yes, me too. <laughs> might, have, might have changed your voice. <laughs> <laughs> or something. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So uh, how did you defy genetics? I'm sure you had those thoughts in your mind with your uh, father dying so young and with you being overweight also. Uh, how did you defy all this except for diet? I mean, you had you started a mental attitude. We talked about this too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, it's all of these things that I talked about earlier. It's It's exercising on a regular basis doing the right kind of exercise, eating the right kind of foods, the healthy kind of foods, and, you know, getting enough sleep. And even more importantly, maybe, I mean, they're all important, but reducing my stress. My father was one of these really hard-working type A personalities, and, you know, I inherited some of that, and I just decided that I am hardworking, but I can't get myself all stressed out. And also my father was a smoker, and I've never smoked. Of course, that's not genetics, but that's, you know, a lifestyle choice, and for a cardiologist to be a smoker is kind of an oxymoron, but he did. They That whole generation smoked. Yeah, they did, and of course, uh, he worked, being a, an MD, a, a doctor, he worked with stress every day. You exactly. Know, so he, ha- he was under a lot of pressure, and, yeah. and there were five kids, and, you know, it, it just became too much for him, and, and, and since high blood pressure and high cholesterol runs in my family, I choose to do something about it whereas he did not exercise at all and he didn't watch his diet and so he basically didn't practice what he preached right yeah well that's uh that's for sure 
but you did something good with your life, and you are teaching a lot of people feel better, and so you are helping on, you know, you're well, exactly, and, <laughs> and you know what? The Heart Association is one of my favorite organizations because, you know, people talk about breast cancer and, and all the different causes, and, of course, I want all of these diseases to be eradicated, but what a lot of people don't know is that heart disease kills more women every year than all forms of cancer combined. Yeah, people forget that. They forget women that. women forget that. Yes. Heart disease is the number one killer of women. Yeah. We have different symptoms, and it seems the world out there is not aware of that a woman has a different symptom. They kind of neglect it. Right, right. Well, well, it, it's, it's catching everything before you even get to that place. It's, it's doing the exercises and, and, and eating properly and getting enough sleep and reducing your stress and volunteering and all the things that we talked about today. Yeah, and I had a friend, and she's uh, in her 50s, she looks fantastic with long blonde hair and blue eyes and athletic. She plays tennis and golf and she walks. And she had a heart attack. She was at home and afterwards they checked with the doctor. The doctors didn't believe her. They thought, oh, you're just faking it. Oh, you know, are you happy in your marriage and all that nonsense. Mm. And then suddenly she had a heart attack right in front of them. <laughs> and wow. did they ever wake up at that time? Because then it was really serious. So she had a second one, luckily, in front of the doctors. Oh, my gosh. But uh, well. this is how it is. We don't understand how women react, and women have a different symptom. So we can only say, well, go to the doctor or call up, and even if they say, well, this is nothing, remember my story. You know. Well, also, you know what? And also, you, you, you wonder, how come a woman like that is having a heart attack if she does all that exercise and she does all that great diet and, and, and all the things we talked about? But you know what? Maybe she would have had the heart attack in her 30s if she hadn't done all of the above. That's a good point. And, of course, everyone has a certain stress in their life. And maybe she didn't eat exactly the right things, although she looked good. You know, we can yeah, still, even know. if we play golf and tennis we can still kind of have that french fry and the coke <laughs> just afterwards and right. not live as, as well as we should well speaking so. of playing tennis i want to mention too that the um idea of not over tanning yourself now we do need some sun for vitamin d because the the, the natural way to get your body makes vitamin d when you get direct sunlight but you don't need more than 10 or 15 minutes a day of sun to get vitamin D. And if you wear SPF, I wear SPF 35 to 50 on my face, neck, chest, and hands. Let the rest of me get some nice sun for vitamin D for 10 minutes. But that way you're not out there baking in the sun and that's totally going to age you and bring up brown spots. My hands, people always say that my hands look like I'm 20 because I don't ever let my hands get in the direct sunlight. I have SPF 50 on my hand, tops of my hands, and I keep them out of the sun. You know, we forget that, and I'm guilty of that too. You know, I do so much with my hands, so my hands are definitely aging because they are in the sun all the time. I never well, thought see, about covering them up. Yes, your, your, your neck and your hands show your age, so you don't want to have a face that looks 30, and then they look at your hands and say, aha. Aha, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what about cosmetic procedures? If we now decide, okay, I have had too much sun on my face and neck, and um, shall I now go to the doctor for a facelift? 
Well, I want to mention, yep, I want to mention a couple things about that. I have found the most wonderful secret. It's facial magic, facial exercises. And, you know, our face has a lot of little muscles in it that don't get exercised because we don't know how to exercise them. And if you didn't use your arm for three years, it would hang down, right? So when you don't exercise these tiny little muscles in your face because you don't know how and that's not your fault, then they're going to start hanging down with gravity. So it's facial magic, and it's you know you can just Google facial magic, and then it's a series of exercises that I do, and um, they keep my face lifted and keep the under my eyes looking good. But then say you do all that and you still aren't happy and you want a facelift. I am not against plastic surgery, but what I do say to people is, when you interview your doctor, this is one of my little secrets. I ask them, do you have any hobbies? And if they say that art of any kind is one of their hobbies, then I know that this might be the doctor for me because an artist knows symmetry. They know beauty, supposedly, right? They know what looks good. They have an eye for a straight line. So I ask to see some of their art. I have one doctor I know who's a plastic surgeon that has paintings hanging in a museum. Another doctor I know does sculpture with marble. So then I know that these doctors know what looks good, and they know how to draw a straight line. Yeah, that's very interesting. Are these doctors you know uh, in Florida? On the <laughs> they <West> are. In, <laughs> they're in Florida, and we can talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe people can contact you if they want to have uh, some kind of recommendation. <laughs> well, I don't recommend. You know, I don't like to recommend. No. They can no. find their own doctors, and they then can they find can. Them themselves, yeah. yeah, they can find them and ask all the right questions. It's all about doing your homework. And what do you feel about Botox? I don't do Botox, but you know, Botox is when you want to kill a muscle that's overactive. For example, frowning. Well, we talked about frownies for that, and also facial magic. I don't frown. I've never developed those muscles because I made it a point from age 16 to never make that face. So I just don't frown. But there are people who frown and they don't even know they're doing it. So if they try frownies and they try facial magic and that doesn't work, then Botox does work for between the eyebrows where you have those 11 lines. That's one place to get Botox. But there are certain places that people get Botox where it's not appropriate. And that would be by their mouth. You know, you want to be able to smile. So, yeah. And I used to get Botox around my eyes for crow's feet, and I, I just decided I didn't like the effect. So I don't get Botox anymore, but it's definitely, you know, it has helped a lot of women that I know. Yeah. I think to have a little bit of uh, wrinkles around your eyes just a little bit, it, you know, it adds just a little bit of personality to your face somehow. You don't have to look as smooth as, as, as you know, a piece of paper. <laughs> well, you know, also the thing about anything that you're going to do corrective, whether it's Botox or injections or plastic surgery or anything, is that you want to just look like a, a rested version of yourself. And a lot of these people go overboard and they start looking like a whole other person instead of just a refreshed version of themselves. And, you know, this is a tip that I have, and, and this is just what works for me, and a lot of women love to get their lips injected. Yeah. I don't get my lips injected. I have noticed, and just this is the way my mind works. I do everything backwards. 
I have noticed that there could be a young woman, and the only thing she's had done is she's had her lips injected, and she, to me, looks entirely fake. But then I can have everything done on my entire face and not touch my lips, and nobody thinks I have anything done. I'm not saying I've had everything done. I've never had a facelift, but I've had a few things, you know, here and there. But because I've never touched my lips, my lips are all natural, then I don't, you know, I don't have that fake look to, my, to me. It's so interesting. I'm seeing how many really young women are doing all these Botox and lip injections, which in their case I don't think is that important. Well, but not only that, it's not attractive. Yeah. It's not attractive. And, I mean, to me, you know, Angelina Jolie, who was born with those lips, that's attractive because she was born that way. You know, you, you, what you're born with you can enhance, but you don't have to go overboard by doing something that looks fake. I, I, one of my pet peeves is when I see these young women, which you can see the little bumps all around their lip where they got, the doctors did the injection, yeah. it sticks up all along the lip, and I just think that looks really, I just think it looks really fake, and I, I wouldn't do it myself. It's a pity that you start so young, uh, really, when you can start to do a little bit more exercises, a little bit more of a healthy diet, and uh, use the other possibilities out there. So, uh, but it's just my personal opinion. Right, and these are all my personal opinions. Yeah. You know, anybody is, has free will to do whatever it is they want, but, you know, people ask me, and so I tell them how I feel about it. Yeah. So as you get older, well, I feel any help we can get. Well, that's also my opinion, as long as it agrees with your whole system. Are there any right. colors you feel that are making us look younger or older? Any what? Any colors, you know, certain well, colors? It's funny you mention that, because I was at my doctor's office one day, and I was wearing a black top, and I always wore a lot of black because I just thought that looked really young and New Yorkish and really, you know, slimming. And he told me that I looked in my 30s, we were talking about. And I said, really, last time you said I looked 29, because <laughs> he did, he told me that. <laughs> and so I, I, I don't know why I had the intuition to kind of cover m my shirt with a piece of paper. I said, what about now? And he said, oh, yeah, now you look younger. It's the black. It's aging you. And so, you know, I don't wear a lot of black near my face anymore because he told me that. The black near my face was aging me, and that may not be accurate for everybody. So I think a good idea is to, you know, try, maybe get a friend that you trust who you know will tell you the truth and take her into your closet and try on different colors and say, you know, which of these things makes me look younger? Because we all have our own colors that look best on us. Yes, Everybody's different that way. Yes. And I have noticed that light colors uh, are better than the dark colors in looking younger. Well, it depends. It depends on your coloring. I mean, yeah. um, you know, I, I look better in a, in a kind of a lighter burgundy than a, than a light pink. So you just never know. You have to, you know, and there's people out there that will do color analysis. I don't know any of them, but I know it's available. And then during these bad times also when people have a lot of stress, and I hear this every day, and, and I have I've given more private consultations now because of the stress out there, 
And, of course, you mentioned that before, that stress is not good for our looks. And particularly if you are in debt, I think you really have to think yourself away from the debt somehow to make your face not show it. What do you feel? Well, being in debt is very stressful, and that's one of the things I talk about in my book. One of the tips is to keep your debt low. If you're already in heavy heavy debt, then I would say reach out and get some help. They have all kinds of debt relief centers, and, you know, I don't know if they're reputable or not. I, I never tell people what to do. I just tell them what I would do. And what I would do if I was deeply in debt is I would find some help. It's fantastic. You know, I've gone. I've written down some questions here, and I think we've gone through a lot of them, and uh, particularly about the diet. And uh, men, do men react a little bit differently for these things? You know, with the tips we have given them, do they want to cooperate and feel younger like we women do, or do they not care? Or do they feel it's better for them to look a little bit older in business? <laughs> you know, men don't care as much, most men, but, um, you know, they seem to, some men age better. One of the reasons is because they shave, and shaving exfoliates. So sometimes men look younger as they, you know, they can look younger than their wives, even if they're the same age. But, uh, you know, it just depends. Some men are very interested in taking charge and staying young and healthy and some men aren't but a lot of women are you know you'd be surprised that the women who are most interested in aging backwards are not women like me who are 50 they're the 29 year old women who are turning 30 and want to look like this when they're 50 oh oh that's interesting yeah it doesn't hurt to start early does it it it, uh, more than doesn't hurt it's it's extremely (laughs) helpful to start early so uh, there we go you know this hour has gone very fast we are now coming to the end of our particular hour and I would like to thank everyone out there for being with us and for you out there who have been in the habit of receiving my newsletter we had a little incident with uh, with the newsletter that it didn't get out and once it got out, we had a new distributor who sent out a link beforehand. And people in many countries thought this was a virus. They didn't understand why they had to click on the link beforehand. So they didn't, and they got bumped off the list. Instead, they emailed me personally, and I was overwhelmed by all these many, many emails and the whole system broke down. <laughs> so um, I will be back with you with the newsletters end of this month. So just wait a little bit longer, and thank you for asking. I would like to thank you so very much, Jackie Silver, for being with me today. And you can all get her book again, and please, Jackie, mention that again. So we Okay, have it. thank you. It's Aging Backwards. Secrets to Staying Young, and it's available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Target.com, and for an autographed copy at AgingBackwards.com. Very good. So thank you all. Thank you, Jackie. And I will be back with you next week yet again, and I will have a new exciting guest. And next time it's Rick Morgan, a very exciting, positive thinker. So thank you, and my website is, again, speakingtoyourheart.com. Please look at me there. Thank you all. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Jackie. Bye.